It was 2014 and my wife and I had just had our third child and we get notified by the doctors that he may have a genetic mutation known as cystic fibrosis. And so we're of course immediately worried, uh, but we're, we're supposed to go get some more tests and see if he has it. So we kind of look at each other and we say, you know, hey, I'm healthy, you're healthy, the baby looks very healthy. And so we don't have a whole lot of worry, a whole lot of concern, definitely some. But so we get down to the specialist, we go into this room and they start talking to us and they're talking to us like he already has it, like they know that he has it, not like they're gonna test for it. And so we just ask, we say, hey, we thought we were coming down for some tests to see if he has cystic fibrosis. And they say, oh no, he has it. These tests are just really to determine the severity. And so immediately that hits us like a load of bricks. We're just, um, you know, you think of the future of your child, you think of their health, what are they gonna have to deal with? What are they gonna have to struggle with? Um, is this a life-threatening thing? And so th that story that happened to me and my wife just reminds me that there's so many instances in life that can bring out fear, doubt, hopelessness, frustration, discouragement, and, and so on and so on. And so the question is, how do we as Christians not just survive those instances, but how do we thrive in the faith even when life presents those circumstances? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's get into it. Welcome to Faith in Real Life, where we talk about the truths of the Bible that are relevant to your life and your faith. My name is Obi. I'm the pastor to men and single adults here at First Baptist O'Fallon. And uh, we have a special guest today, Josh Rink, our awesome Kids Life pastor. Man, he's been uh, dealing with a whole lot of things with COVID and stuff and working probably harder than anyone uh, in the in the church. And so, Josh, it is just a pleasure to have you today. Oh, man, it's good to be here, man. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. And so, Josh, actually, he's kind of uh, really helped with this. Uh, we're going to talk today, and I, my initial thought was uh, we're going to talk about uh, COVID and things going on and really walking the Christian life through something like COVID, and you said, well, why don't we just make it more general? Because uh, kind of your word to me was that, hey, there's going to be a next thing. Mm -hmm. There were things before this, there will be things after this. Yep. So so that's kind of what we're talking about today then is walking Christ-like through things like that cause fear, mm. frustration, discouragement, and, and whatever adjective you want to add in there, whatever, whatever descriptor <laughs> you want to add in there, um, how to walk Christ-like through that. Well, before we get into it, Josh, I want to kind of have you just tell our audience about your ministry and how God is moving right now yeah. in kids' life. Yeah, you know, we, we've really seen God do some big things, you know, in just in, in the middle of all of this. Um, you know, we have seen five kids, you know, surrender their faith in baptism, and we're, we're actually getting ready to have a conversation with four more. Awesome. So, I mean, this is just a, it's just a really neat thing, and you know, I love to see what God is doing. You know, the big word, which is going to come, you know, in, in the later in this podcast is fear. Mm. You know, one of these kids, I thought it was really cool. Like one of these kids, like he came to know Christ, but he was scared of water. Hmm. And so whenever he, he, he came, he goes, I don't want to be afraid anymore. Hmm. And he realized he surrendered to Christ. He just didn't surrender that part. Hmm. And he's like, yeah, I did this wrong. 
and I'm ready to surrender all that I've got. So he's like, I'm ready. So I now trust completely in Christ. Awesome. So he's laying his fear down, hmm. and we're going to celebrate that very soon. That's awesome. And I think you know it's good for people to hear, whether they're listening on podcasts or watching on YouTube, um, it's good for people to hear how God's moving. Because uh, how awesome to hear that. Uh, even though we're not, we haven't been able to meet, and kids' life is still gearing up for your what is it, September thirteenth date? Yeah, still gearing up, and I know schools a lot in the area shut down and stuff. To hear that God's still working, God's still uh, working in the lives of people and kids, yeah. and that's an awesome thing to yeah. hear. Yeah, we're not contained in these walls. We are not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and so just a reminder to everyone listening that you know the church always still needs to be on the move, and we have an impact. Um, and we need to have an impact for mm. Christ everywhere and every day. So um, this is a season where COVID is on the mind. Uh, and so that is kind of the, I guess, the thought behind this initially. But but really it is those, um, what, maybe it's a decision you have to make. Maybe it's an experience you go through that causes um, fear or frustration. Or maybe there is just some world event that causes you to be afraid or be frustrated or hopeless or mm. or maybe it's just something very personal to you and so um, that's kind of what we want to talk about today and we want to go to the Bible and kind of look for some answers and and hear from you right. and and uh, and I'll add, I'll add some thoughts in there too um, <laughs> but so I want to start off by asking you this Josh um, what do you tell parents or individuals who are afraid right now who feel hopeless or they're having trouble trusting God right now. Yeah, you know, the, the first thing I would do, I would look, I would want to look you right in the eye. I know some people are just listening, so I can't do that. So I'm going to look, I would, I would look at you, you're not alone. Mm. All right, that's one of the first things that people feel is they feel like I must be the only person mm. <laughs> who feels this way. All right, that's a lie. All right, there is so many. And I think, that's you know, right. we, we can see that. Um, there was a disease, you know, on this planet long before COVID and it was sin. <laughs> you know, and, right. it, and it took us over and sin creates these things, this fear, uh, lack of hope. Mm. You know, I can't trust. And, you know, it's so it's not just you. You know, that that's the big thing to know. We have to get past that hurdle because what that does is I don't want to talk about it with anybody because right. I'm ashamed. You know, I, I, I'm embarrassed. You know, I can't be the only one. All these church people have it put together. Mm. I, I, I don't have it put together. Like there's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there, you're not alone. Okay. And then the next step, you know, you know, I was, I love, you know, reading like, you know, the psychology of things. And the next step, you, you've got, the first thing you've really got to do is you've got to take a deep breath. Mm. I mean, breathe deeply, you know, um, we call it, you know, for boys and stuff, we'll call it combat breathing. I mean, it's what the it's what the Navy SEALs do, because like I mean, there's there's medical science behind it. Because like if your blood flow is going to your, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get geeky for a second, you know, your prenatal cortex, that's what keeps you calm. Hmm. But as soon as you um, you know experience a moment where fear becomes enters into your world, your blood flow actually shifts. Hmm. And it'll shift us to a word that I'm going to butcher. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> All right. It's the um, amygdala. I amygdala. think that's how you say it. Amygdala. amygdala. See? Okay. So, like, <laughs> this is why I talk to kids. <laughs> um, and so, but that is the part of the brain, you know, we would more know it as fight or flight. Mm. You know, that's, that's right. really the part, and that's where it jumps in. You know, I like to add another F. It's faint. <laughs> you know, fight, flight, or faint. But... I mean, that is, it completely hijacks the brain. Yeah. And it completely takes over. And I love that, you know, science and 
you know, Scripture can intermix. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, you know, and I believe the more we actually study science, the more that will be led into scripture. Mm. The more we learn, because truth doesn't contradict, so the more we learn truth, exactly. wh wherever that truth comes from, the more we should understand God and his world that he's designed. If the rocks can cry out, so can our genes. That's right. You know, I mean, like, so that's what I, you know, want to look at. Um, I wanted to touch on your uh, first point yeah. before you go on to your next one. Um, you, you mentioned being alone, and so one of my roles here at First Baptist O'Fallon is pastor to single adults. And so one of the things I've heard from them as we do our life group, and then we have several that are still meeting through Zoom and plan to for a while mm -hmm. until there's a vaccine or something. And so they've just um, said, man, we just need this community that we have as church. Yep. And so one of the things for people um, who are feeling isolated, alone, things like that, they aren't alone. Good word there. And also man, what an opportunity, because a lot of times all sorts of other things have paused mm. in, in their lives right now. And so what an opportunity to plug into a church. And if you're not comfortable coming in person, or maybe you're in a, a person's in a vulnerable category, yep. it's a perfect opportunity to come yeah. in one of our life group Zoom. You, you don't have to be there to be part of the community. That's right. That's right. You know, we, we've adapted. Mm -hmm. You know, we've taken togetherness and just did it differently. Mm -hmm. It's not the same, but we still have to have that community. Right. I mean, we have to have that. That's what we're designed for. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, you know, really the last, what I, you know, would speak into this is, you know, we have to remind ourselves God has an authority. Mm. You know, like he is an authority. That's one of his traits of who he is and he's not just a general authority he is but he has specific authority over fear he has it over anxiety which anxiety is just the abundance of fear hmm. you know and then you know evil i mean he has authority over the yes, evil he does. you know i'm probably gonna butcher this but you know martin luther you know said like you know there's a devil but it's god's devil he's on a leash hmm. you know like he can only do like he has the authority you know, over that, the Bible specifically addresses this over and over mm -hmm. again. Yeah, in the book of Job, he can only do what God permits. Yeah, and you know what I love about the verses? You know, it doesn't just say, well, maybe. Mm. It says, do not worry. Mm. Like, it's a command. Yep. <laughs> like, it's command of language. And that's that's what we have to do. He's, he's telling us in the letters, in the Gospels, don't fear. Don't worry. Yeah. Cast your anxieties like he didn't say, well, think about it for a little bit and then maybe you might. All he right. says, do it because Christ understands anxiety has been around a long time since yeah. the first disease entered the world. Absolutely. And then one of the biggest examples that we see is like, you know, I love, this is one of my favorite passages is when, you know, in Mark 4, starting in 30, verse 35 is when Jesus commands the storm. I mean, we, how often do we compare storm, you know, when we start feeling everything swirling around and we feel the boat rocking. I'm sure that's something we can compare to right mm -hmm. now. But, you know, it's Jesus. He was asleep. <laughs> and he, you know, he woke up, he stood, and he said, silence, hmm. exclamation point. Like he yelled it over the storm, and it wasn't a gently settling yeah. It was instant. That's right. You know, I think about dad, you know, when my dad would, you know, stop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it was like you froze. That's what he did to the storm. So think about, you know, when I think about that, what do you lose? And he said, why are you afraid? Right. Don't you know that I'm here? Mm. Why are you afraid? Yeah. And like, so when he speaks, that's what we have to remember is because we forget. Yeah, he's in control. I heard uh, when I was uh, going through seminary, one of my professors 
used a, or said something really cool about that star, story from Mark. Uh, they said, even though he, Jesus was asleep, if you think of Colossians 1, verses 16 and 17, mm-hmm. where it says all things were created uh, by him and for him, and then it says, and through him all things consist, meaning we continue to exist because of him. So there, Jesus being God, asleep, even mm-hmm. though the storm was going on, <laughs> he was still in control. That's right. What a crazy thing to think oh, of. Man. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, I've, I've thought of this when we think of fear and um, hopelessness or having trouble trusting God. Um, you know, there's lots of different circumstances. You and I, when we had had conversations about this, you mentioned like um, shootings at schools oh, or, yeah. or things like that. And that caused those fear. Uh, people, uh, Aurora, right, where you mm-hmm. said about the, the theater. And so uh, sometimes people get afraid to go to a theater, things mm-hmm. like that. Those are real things. One, The one that I relate to is people going through uh, financial fears yeah. right now, if they have a, a business or or something like that. Um, when I was a government contractor several years ago, uh, before I became a pastor, it was during sequestration, government <laughs> sequestration. I wonder if our audience remembers that or has heard about that. You can Google it, I guess. Um, but it was where the government was cutting positions. And I, w- I remember showing up to work one day and I worked in what they called Cube City, where there's just a whole bunch of government contractors and you're all in cubicles and there's got uh, civilian employees, things like that. And you're just all in cubicles. And I remember walking in there, there was just a whole row of people that I worked with the mm. previous week. They're all gone. They'd all wow. been cut. And so that's a terrifying thing. And so I feel for people right now who are worried about their business or their job, mm. things like that. That's a, that's a real fear. Um, What's concerned me most during this time is what I talked about at the intro is uh, my youngest having uh, cystic fibrosis. And so, you know, I haven't been as concerned for me, um, even my other kids, but having a, a child with a genetic disorder that can sometimes affect the lungs, you know, that's been one of my most concerning things. Um, so I can, I feel like I can relate to the fear and, and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so people listening, like Josh said, you're not alone. Uh, I think anyone going through this has their own unique concerns. Um, and then maybe if someone's listening to this years down the road, there's something else that happened, right? There's, yeah. there's something else that's caused discouragement, uh, fear, hopelessness, whatever. Um, one thing of earthly hope that I watched the stats, I bore Josh a little bit with it, <laughs> uh, but I, I look at the CDC and, and I have been encouraged that the death um, death mm. rates have uh, dropped or the, the number of deaths, that's that should excite any of us. Of course, we don't want a single person uh, to pass from this, uh, but uh, but it is good to see it going down. So I hope hope for more of that. Uh, that that's the prayer. Um, but but ultimately, things like that aren't what give me hope, right? right. Um, and so when I think of what I what I would point to, what I want to say to people as as they think of how can I thrive during yeah. this is um, I, I put two passages from Philippians, Philippians three verses twenty and twenty one, where it says. Our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly wait for a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of his glorious body by the power that enables him to subject everything to himself. So that that part mm. even has the authority you talked about, that he has the power to subject everything to himself. And so while I'm not mm. ready to be done living here, the whole purpose of that uh, verse, the whole point he makes is that our citizenship is heaven, That's right. that this is not my home. And so if I get so overcome with fear, it could be that I'm not thinking of eternity enough, it's yeah. that I'm, I'm holding on to this. And, and I want to have a good, long, happy, healthy life. I want that. 
but ultimately this isn't my home. Um, and then I wanted to read one chapter more. One chapter later, um, it says, not a whole chapter, one <laughs> chapter later in Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7, he says what you had talked about. Don't worry about anything. Yep. Right? But then he says, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And now I'm going to pause there because if we think, well, I'll just go to God and pray and then he'll fix it all. Mm. Well, I don't know if people out there have been praying for a cure to COVID or, or whatever else you're, you're afraid of. It doesn't mean that bad things will never happen. Right. Right? But verse 7 is what it says. He says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so there's something that happens when we just say, God, the situation is more than I can handle. It's bigger than me. Um, it, it's something that if it's just me alone, it's going to overwhelm me. It's going to mm. cover me up. I just give it to you, God. Mm. You take it. You're big enough to take it. You're big enough to handle it. You're big enough. You know the end. You know what's going to happen. Mm. Um, and ultimately, God, too, I know that I'm safe with you. Mm -hmm. I'm secure in you and that this isn't my home. This, yeah. this, yes. this isn't where I'm going to live forever. This, I, I have hope of eternity. Well, anything else on that one you wanted to add? Well, you know, like, you know, when, when we were talking about this, I mean, Obi, you and I share, there, there's some common things that you and I share. I mean, there's some names that you and I share. You know, we're both, we're men, mm. <laughs> you know, as one. We're, we're pastors. Um, we are husbands. And, you know, we are, uh, there, there, there's a lot that we do, but I think one of the coolest ones is that we get to do, you know, we share the name Dad. Mm. You know, we, we have Dad, he's got three, I've got one, mm. and, you know, but it's just, it's the coolest name. You can borrow one at any time. <laughs> oh, I don't mean to interrupt your serious point. No, I'm just kidding. Even it out, <laughs> I'll right? tell you which like one. <laughs> I'll tell you which one later. But sorry, I interrupted your serious point. <laughs> uh, I'll take any of them, man. I'll, t I'll take them all. Uh, but, you know, so when I start thinking through... You know, it just got me thinking about like when you were talking about, you know, doesn't mean bad things are going to happen, but you know, because we automatically jump. It doesn't matter if we're in the middle of a pandemic or no matter if we're just living life, mm. we jump to the worst thing. Mm. And you know, for me, since we share the title of dad, is you know the worst thing, and you could probably relate. Mm. You know, is not just I don't even, I fear I fear this more than my own death mm. would be Absolutely. the death of a child. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I'm drawn back to Scripture, and, and I'm just curious because everybody says this name different. <laughs> so let's oh, test man. our Bible. Let's, let's you're, doing a, you're doing a, a live test of my uh, trivia test. Dude, dude, I'm not asking you to quote Hebrew or anything. Okay, but like, just a second. I need to pull up Google. <laughs> it Go said, ahead. you know, in Luke 8, mm -hmm. you know, uh, when Jesus is, I always say Jarius. What mm. do you say? That, let me see it. He's got to look. <laughs> Where is it? Point, right it point it out. Right there. Yeah, I, w I always say Jairus, okay. probably. Okay. Um, everybody, Jairus, look up Luke 8, Jairus. verse 50. You can look it up, and somebody <laughs> else press Google, <laughs> like, you know, with them here. But um, our, our pastor is probably shaking his head. Yeah, yes. professors uh, are like, professors, well, we so should have like, failed them. <laughs> but, I mean, that, Pat, we see, one, Luke 8 is just a phenomenal chapter. Mm. I mean, read the whole thing. It's a long one, but read it. But it's, it's Jairus' daughter. You know, he comes to Jesus, and he's like, my daughter is sick. Mm. I mean, that's when we first meet him, but I can't imagine, like, the pain and the sorrow and everything else the that has fear. gone before that. I mean, the, the fear. fear, the anxiety, everything. That's when we meet him when he encounters Jesus. But, you know, to see, and as they go along, I mean, this is not a quick, Jesus is not rushing, you know, to get there. And then, you know, the, the people come, and they're like, she's already passed. I mean, just that sense of grief Man, and that okay. word. 
You know, it, I get chills every time I read that. Yeah. But what's the first thing Jesus says? I don't know. You're quizzing me again. Tell me. <laughs> we said when Jesus heard it in verse 50, he answered, don't be afraid. Hmm. You know, she will be saved. You know, he's talking about death and she will be saved. I mean, like what this this fear? And he's like, why would I be afraid? And he's, he's speaking directly to the worst thing that I could possibly fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and I know and that's just me where I am seeing, like when I hear don't be afraid, I'm like, okay, I don't want to be afraid of bees. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be afraid of getting sick. I'm thinking like this is right in the chest for right. me. You know, it's like don't be afraid. This is where we have to go back to remember that he is that authority even over my worst fear. That's right. It's the big umbrella. You know, you have to remember. So. Amen. Yeah. In John 11, he says he's the resurrection and the mm. life. So even over that, the worst mm. fear. Absolutely. All right. So I wanted to ask you um, then. So, you know, we, we think about the fear, but um, it's not just always about us. Uh, as you mentioned, we're yeah. both fathers. Um, how do I lead my family or for those watching who are unmarried? How do I lead my peers or even people who are married? If you have coworkers and things, how do we lead people during these unstable times? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, remembering, you know, what, we, what we've said, but, you know, you know, first thing, we got to seek the things that are above. Hmm. You know, there's, you know, in Colossians 3, you know, in the very first beginning, the first verses, you know, it says, you know, we, you know so if you have been raised with Christ, so believer, <laughs> if, if that's who you are, seek the things above. Hmm. Now, it's not just talking about looking up <laughs> at the clouds right. and the sun and the sky. Right. It's talking about, it's pointed upward to say Christ is at the right hand of the Father, that's where we have to look first. Amen. So don't set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, not on fleshly things. And fleshly things deal with sin. Right. Flesh gets diseases, and it gets sick, and it rots. Don't focus on that. Right. Say your eyes on things above. That's eternal, right? Mm. You know, that's the, you know, store up treasures in heaven. I mm. mean, that stuff where it does not rust. That's right. That's what we, you know, that's what we want to set our minds to. Amen. So we got to keep our eyes up, which leads to, I think, remember the goal. You know, the next thing is remember the goal. You know, I always look at this, you know, as a dad, as a parent, you know, I deal with a lot of families. You know, that's always the lenses I'm looking through. Um, but, you know, there, there, there's a part, you know, this is another one of those Hebrew quizzes, but, you know, it's the Shema, I call it the Shema, hmm. all right, you know, in Deuteronomy 6, mm-hmm. you know, where it says, you know, what do you say, listen, listen, um, listen, Israel, O Lord our God, you know, the Lord is one. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to say, you know, love him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. We know that verse, right? Mm-hmm. But it says, you know, later it says, repeat them to your children. Right. Right? To know that. And then repeat it in a cycle over and over again, over and over again, because, you know, they're about to enter the, the promised land, and the promised land is not so much a holy place. Mm. There's a lot of idols. There's a lot of stuff. Your children are going to get distracted. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to have their eyes taken off of things that are above. So you remind them there is one God, and he is Yahweh. Yeah. <laughs> there is no other God but him. So we got to remember that's our goal. That's right. I mean, like... I, I tell kids, like when we're talking to them, God, we, we, excuse me, you and I get the name Dad because God gave it to us. Mm. That's the only way we get it. Right. You know, I mean, that's that's an awesome thing. And moms get it because moms get it. You mm. know, God, it's a gift God from God. God gave it to them, yeah. So it also comes with a job. 
with responsibilities. Yeah. Doesn't mean that I'm still not going to experience things, but I want to remember the goal and I'm going to set my eyes on him to lead my family. Hmm. You know what? And I can lead my peers in this way too. Hey, uh-huh. hey, hey, friend, there's one God. That's right. And he is God over all fears, all anxiety, all sin. So let's let's live our lives this way. So pointing so pointing peers, pointing family to God. Um, and one way that could look is it could just be an opportunity. Maybe maybe this is a perfect opportunity to share the gospel with someone. That's actually what I covered mm-hmm. last week is exactly how to go through the Roman road, how to yep. explain it to someone. So I, I had put, uh, when I was thinking about this question of, uh, of how to lead family or peers during these unstable times, I put First Peter 1, verse 3 through 7, and I won't read all of them. I'll just uh, read 3 and 4. But it, verses 6 and 7 uh, talk about the persecution that they're going through and the testing of faith, right? And so we don't often think of it like that. that If we're going through a difficult time, Mm. it absolutely could be an opportunity Mm. for us to grow in our faith. An opportunity for me to stand in my faith in a way I haven't done before. Because Mm -hmm. when it's peaceful, I don't have to have as much faith, right? I don't have to have as much trust. Now, I should still, but it's not as... It's not as urgent for me to thrive in my faith mm-hmm. when I'm not going through something. So this this has a reminder. First Peter three verses. First uh, Peter one verse three and four says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because of His great mercy has given us new birth." So talking to, to Christians, into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And this is the cool coolest part. And into an inheritance. So just thinking, because I know for the first question I had talked about mm. our citizenship, right? Yep. Well, that citizenship doesn't just come with, hey, here's a plot of land, do something, right? It's it's an inheritance. And this says the inheritance <laughs> that comes through Jesus Christ is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Mm. So here's what I want to do. As I'm, as I'm thinking about how to lead people through a time of fear, discouragement, depression, whatever it may be, I want to point them to Jesus mm. because he has the inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Mm. Even if I have a long human life, even if it's a, an immense blessing, it's still going to end. Even if I have the most successful life, I think of Solomon, right? Oh, and you yeah. think of Ecclesiastes, and he says it's all meaningless. And one of the reasons is when he gets to chapter 2 is he says you have to leave it to another person, right? So even if I have the most successful, long human life, just a phenomenal life, it still ends. And so when we get so wrapped up in the times, we forget the one thing that is permanent, yep. the one thing that is lasting, the one thing that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, and that is God's things. Yeah. God's things. And so that's what I want to point people to. Anything else you wanted to add on this one? Oh man, you know, I mean, I think you, you said it best. You know, you know, this is this is not our home. Mm-hmm. You know, for the believer, this is we're just passing through. That's and right. This is, you know, our life. You know, is the as va- a vapor. We blow out a candle. We watch the smoke go up. That's what he's talking about. Compared it's, it's to eternity, life. yeah. You know, I mean, it, it is a small part, and, and praise the Lord that this is just a small part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to deal with this for the believer, that there's more to come. Amen. And so, so then, for people watching, people listening, then if you've heard these first two responses, then the the goal is 
for you to realize these truths, but then to point people to these That's truths. Right. Because as Josh was saying earlier, have had kids come to baptism. I know we've had um, an SYA, a single young adult, uh, come to know Christ. Mm-hmm. And like God is still doing things. And, and there's a lot of other ministries in this church oh, that, yeah. are, that are doing things. And then there's uh, churches upon churches that are that are doing things. And so God has not stopped. And so you don't stop either. If you're yep. watching, if you're listening, um, don't stop either, right? That's Use right. this time for God and his Amen. glory. Um, all right. So I want to ask you this one final question. What are some principles that no matter what is going on can help a Christian get through? Do you have any <laughs> tips or principles? Well, I want to say the first one, and it seems so trivial, uh, get off social media. <laughs> You know, you're probably watching this, you know, like on social that's right. but, but you know, after this podcast, after get this off, podcast, get that's right. off of social media. Unless you, after you hit the share button, then, all right, sorry, go <laughs> Okay, ahead. that's fine. <laughs> uh, but, you know, but I mean, but think about how much time, mm. I mean, we spend, you know, on our Facebook, Instagram and all the bazillion others, you know, that are out there. But, and when you think about the feed, I mean, we get so frustrated, mm. you know, we're seeing opinions about things. We're just, we're, you know, we're not even sure, you know, what the difference between real or fake news. No kidding. Um, yeah. You know, the, right now in the pandemic, the numbers are just like, which one do I believe? Mm. Um, you know, so I'm going to pick the one that gives me the least amount of anxiety and that's mm-hmm. what I want to go with. But, you know, the really the best thing is, is, you know, get, just get off Facebook. Mm. I mean, really, I mean, just pause get it. off, pause it, turn it off. You know, I think about, you know, the scripture where it says, like, if you're right, if your hand is causing you to sin, cut it off. Mm. If you're, if, if, if social media is causing you to have fear, cut it off. Yeah. You know, turn it off fast from it, you know, that's if that's right. what it takes. And, um, and even if you're going to continue using it, look out for those things that are raising the blood pressure, yeah. <laughs> that are raising the anxiety, right? And, and go to healthy outlets, things yep. that, things that edify you during this time. If you're already feeling alone, then you don't need to watch something that's discouraging and, and depressing, right? Go exactly. to things that build you up. Right. Exactly. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. And, and there's great things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's great things that's on it, but just keep scrolling. And if that's what's taking over, just turn it off. That's right. It's best to walk away. It is. Um, you know, you know, the second thing, remember who you are. Mm. Hey, believer, just remember who you are. The song, one of my favorite songs. Matter of fact, it is the number one requested song in our kids' ministry. Is you know, it's "I Am Who You Say I Am." Mm, cool. You know, it's a great song, I mean, and it literally, you know, it lists off all these things that the Bible says is who you are in mm. the name of Christ. So we can say that with authority because He told us. That's right. This is who you are. To think of people, if if you're if someone's listening, watching, and they aren't a Christian. What you're talking about is that yeah. a Christian is adopted into God's family. That's right. That we are called sons and daughters, that we're part of a royal priesthood, mm. that our eternity is secure. Promise after promise after promise. I just read one about a, an inheritance that is undefiled, incorruptible, and mm. unfading, right? Th- that's who you are. Yeah. You're do- sons and daughters of the king. Yeah. And so someone out there who doesn't know that, man, the ultimate hope, if, if this world has you down, then realize you weren't designed for this world. Even if you're not a Christian, you weren't designed for this world. You were you were designed for fellowship with God, and sin has separated you from a holy God, mm-hmm. but God sent his son to die for you, and, oh, and uh, he rose again, and if you place your trust and faith in him, you can have eternal life. Yeah, and that's right. And so, like, if that's you, like, if you're hearing this, just a time out from this, mm. you know, I would even say, like, hit the pause button, 
all right, and go back and watch the last episode. Go watch the last <laughs> one. And then you can just come back right here to this spot. Amen. And so, yeah. I mean, just do that, like, right now. I mean, you know, for real. Absolutely. Um, you know, in, you know. so when I think about that, I mean, if God had a last name, we would have it. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that's just that's cool right. to think. And what I love about it is, is what I, what I love that the Bible says that I think speaks so true to, like, what, it, what, what fear and what this does to us. You know, Romans 8 uh, verse 15, he did not give us the spirit. It did not give us the spirit of slavery. Mm. We're not a slave to fall back into fear. That's right. That's what the CSB says. You know, instead, I've given you a spirit of adoption. You know, so we, we you know, that's what it talks about. We are in chains. Mm. And, and sin is just going to drag us around. And it's going to hurt. And it's heavy. And it feels awful. And, I mean, if you think back to your B.C. days before Christ, mm. it's heavy. Mm. And you might be feeling that right now, you know, as an unbeliever. That's why we're saying, go watch the other episode. <laughs> but that's not what we're called to be. Remember who you are. I am no longer a slave to fear. Uh, I am a child of God. Good song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Maybe Jacob will put a link in the in YouTube. <laughs> that's a good song. And so... Um, and then, you know, lastly, you know, we got to remember our faith is greater than our feelings. Mm. All right, feelings can take over. God gave us feelings. That's part of our design. And I, and I love the fact that we have that. Mm. But that doesn't trump our faith. You know, our, our faith, our feelings are going to go. Just because I'm happy doesn't mean that I have Jesus, and when I'm sad, he does not. Mm. You know, that's not the come and go. Right. You know, we, we have to put our trust in who Christ is and let our faith run deep. I think of Mary and Martha in that story. I mean, just to hear Mary, Martha, you know, and that's Luke 10, you know, and Jesus comes in, you know, they both welcome, you know, on, on, and there's Martha who's like, my house is not in order. And if you're, if you have a home, you're probably looking at, if you look around, you know, like it's, it probably, it might be a little crazy right now, mm-hmm. but you know, you think about when you have guests coming, it's like, I've got to fix, the, I got to clean the bathrooms. <laughs> I got to pick up the mess on the floor. And that, that was Martha going, going, going. And where's Mary? Right at the feet, sitting to Jesus and just listening. Mm. To what he's saying hmm. and think about if, if we put this into real perspective i mean think about as soon as like that took over anxiety encaptured martha that's right my house is a mess oh my gosh what is he going to think of me <laughs> you know he, he's going to see this mess and he's going to think i'm the worst hmm. anybody relate you know that's anxiety yeah. taking over and that's when she talks you know martha martha you are what's the word worried hmm. You're worried. Stop. <laughs> That's right. Sit. Mary made the right choice. Sit. Listen. You know, that's faith over your feeling. I don't care what's going on around me. You know, I need to I can be in the know, but you know what? I'm going to focus on Christ and I'm going to listen. Right. So, because they were in the same circumstance, but one made a choice to sit at the feet of Jesus. Yep. Right, and so that's, I guess that's what we're saying is that make that choice. Yeah. Because there could be a fire going on around you, figurative, <laughs> hopefully not literal, but there could be a fire going on around you, but Jesus is still there. Yeah. Right, there's a storm going on, but Jesus is still there. Mm-hmm. And so really it's up to us to, he, he's always waiting for us. And so we sometimes take our eyes off him 
but he's waiting for us to put our eyes mm. back on. Right. I had put, I had kind of done a consistent theme throughout. Uh, I put Matthew 6, verse 19 through 21, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys mm. and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, this is not a passage saying don't have a good job, don't try hard, don't don't be successful. That's not what it's saying. Mm-hmm. It's saying don't let those things have your heart. That's right. And so when we're thinking about where we invest, what am I most worried about? During this during this pandemic or whatever whatever else is going on in your world, have you been more concerned about the external factor or the salvation of people around you? Mm. Right. Think about where is actually the more fruitful investment my house could be destroyed, my family could, you know, be out on the street, and that'd be terrible, but it'd still be finite. We're talking about infinite impact, mm-hmm. right? When we think about if I in, invest in a soul, if I tell someone about Jesus, tell my neighbor about Jesus, tell my kids, mm-hmm. my friends, my coworker, whoever about Jesus, when we're thinking about what this passage, Matthew 6, verse 19 through 21, don't store up treasures on earth. But my job, my success, my reputation, my friends, my I want all these things here to make this life good. He says, mm. man, all that stuff's temporary. It's gonna it it will outlast you even, and even it won't last. Yep. Man, lay up your treasure in heaven. That's right. So that's what I would say, no matter what's going on, how can I as a Christian get through? Man, it's by mm. focusing on God. It's by focusing on his things and saying, no matter what's going on around me, God is what lasts. God is what's important. God is where my eternal abode is. So maybe this has been a time of fear for someone who is watching or listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a time of frustration. Maybe a time of depression, discouragement. Maybe none of that. Maybe you've been fine and uh, you've liked pausing lives, but uh, pausing your life. But whatever your feelings about current event, use this time to invest in eternity. So if you have fear, assuage those fears with an eternal perspective. And if you have frustration, Restrain your frustration with a view of the eternal mission. Use this time to refine your faith to the praise, Mm. the glory, and the honor of Jesus Christ. And use this time to point people to Him. Right. Well, thank you, Josh, for coming on. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. Appreciate having you. You'll be on again, I suspect. Um, (laughs) We'll have you on a lot. Uh, But thank you all for watching, for listening. And so uh, if you are in the O'Fallon area, O'Fallon, Illinois area, we would love for you to stop by, visit our church. And if you're not ready to come in person, then we have all sorts of online options as well. You can visit us at fbcofallon.org. But if you are ready to come in person, we have two services. Love for you to try those out. We have life groups, three different different hours. Um, For adults right now, we do have Zoom options, uh, lots of options for people. We have ministries for for all walks of life. So we'd love for you to come out and join us. Again, you can find details about our church and all the things happening at fbcofallon.org. And we will see you next time. (laughs) 